Hello and welcome back to the Magic Kathy show. And we made it. We made it through the eclipses, which means that we can definitely celebrate, I feel like. Uh, how has the eclipse been for you? Let me know. I would love to hear. And speaking of energies and everything that we've been through, I actually come with kind of an interesting episode because I'm already preparing you for the next things to come. Yes. So this is an interview or masterclass, however you want to say that, an overview of the astrology of 2023, the first half of 2023. So up from basically January to July, I think that was the first half that we recorded and shared with you in this episode. And the second half is part of an amazing bundle for 2023 that literally supports you on all levels because not only is the bundle with obviously the second half of the year also illuminated bro broken down in digestible pieces i want to say right so we are not too overwhelmed with all the energies and um, no it, it also comes with four additional amazing bonus goodies that support you throughout the entire year with all of the transits that we are going to have the eclipses pluto moving into aquarius saturn moving into pisces jupiter moving into taurus the nodes uh, moving into aries and libra the ruler of the nodes flipping from you know venus being the ruler venus then becoming all of a sudden the ruler of our south node which will basically not be what she likes and also venus retrograde that we have upcoming next year so many important important alignments and i'm not exaggerating when i say that 2023 is going to be an epic year especially when i looked at the astrology of march i was just like how are people going to like i mean and the answer is well we have some amazing bonus goodies one of them being how to shift into the next level shapeshift basically into a new identity which is a dna activation dna activation that is coming from me and then i also have a cheat code for the mirror wars which will be so important especially when the notes shift into aries and libra and the whole relationship drama situation is going to accelerate again which you know is not just happening in 2023 but also over yeah, I want to say the next 18 months then, which will be starting from July 2023 until, again, the 18 months ahead. So without rambling, this episode is a snapshot of what is going to happen the first seven months. And I want you to really hone into that, tune into that, but without fear, because there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just so we are having a heads up and can prepare ourselves from the inside in the best way possible and you know we call this masterclass bundle however you want to say that with all the goodies soul alignment because when you have that soul alignment it's so much easier to face all of the things and obstacles that might come from the external um, and so I feel like that soul alignment bundle is really something that you want to invest in to be prepared and to have that anchor and that connection to spirit deep, deep down inside of you, especially when Jupiter moves into Pisces and all of the, uh, when Saturn moves into Pisces, sorry, all of these things and Jupiter out of Pisces. Yeah, so definitely check the link down below in the show notes and let us know how you like the overview and if it is or was overwhelming if you 
go deeper into all of the transits, but I'm pretty sure you will love it. And also we have a special early board bonus that is literally unbeatable and it's valid until Thanksgiving. And so maybe you even wanna Thanksgive the whole bundle to someone else. So that's obviously also an option. So someone else can have that soul alignment experience as well. And if you have any questions in regards to that masterclass, definitely let me know as well. You can reach out to me obviously on Instagram, Magic Kathy Official. And if you signed up for it and dive into it, then please share it in your story so I can see who is diving into all of the juicy content. We also have some astrology bonuses. We have so many bonuses in, in this masterclass, it's insane. Um, but yeah, you know. It, it's all about energy and where we focus our energy towards and I feel like giving back to all of you is the best way that I can also spread some love and wisdom and obviously make a huge energetic impact when all of you have that heads up. So I pray that you take advantage of it and use it for your own well-being, your own vibration and without further ado, enjoy this episode. like there is something more to life or have a deep longing for meaningful and authentic relationships that is your soul calling you to activate and awaken to your divine purpose Rumi says the desire to know your own soul will end all other desires now is the time to claim your soul's identity step into upgrading your vibration and connecting to your highest self through a soul activation session with magic Kathy this soul contract session will unlock hidden or stagnant parts in your DNA. Book your session today to clear your cellular structure from traumatic imprints and obstructive narratives that don't serve you anymore. Void the coding and imprinting from childhood and society. Get reset towards your unique blueprint with astrology, human design, psychic and energetic insights from Magic Kathy's intuitive gifts. Go to www.magickathy.com forward slash book a reading to book your soul activation sessions now. That's www.magickathy.com. And it's basically a new start after clearing all of the karma and garbage from the south node so i think i feel that there will be also a lot of like soul connections um connection to your own soul as well but definitely a new start in relationships and the group and people around you Kathy Hillenberg is an astrologer and human design reader. She is the podcaster of her own show, The Magic Kathy Show. And her show is all about allowing the next generation of spiritual thought leaders to rise. This podcast is designed to empower women to step into their magic, 
Remember their eternal feminine energy so they can live their purpose and change the world by making an impact. When modern spirituality and business align, the universe reveals its magic. By healing yourself, you heal the world. I'm just, this is the third time now in a row you'll hear in our, our interview that we're getting together and we're sharing with you the energy update of 2023 next year. This is a time and hopefully we balanced uh, out what's going on without inducing any fear as well as some positive information to help you. This There's just so much energy. So we only jam-packed the first six months into this forecast. And we're going to create a masterclass to allow you to be able to integrate this information that you just heard, replay it, and then get the later part of the year's forecast. So we're going to have a few different exercises, spiritual exercises for you to be able to practice so that it just gives you support and it gives you guidance and tools to be able to handle all of this energy that will be coming in the beginning of 2023. We will be releasing this masterclass the first week of November. So it is perfect timing to support you through the holidays as well as through the beginning of the year to give you these practices and support. We look forward to helping you and supporting you in these beautiful and transformative times. Now, without further ado, let's get into the conversation and the forecast for 2023. Hello, Kathy. It's so good to have you here again on the podcast. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to update everyone on energy and just see whatever what comes up with you. Always fun to talk. Yes. So this is, I think, our third time. So I think we can officially say this is like an annual tradition <laughs> that we come it together. It is an evergreen, yes. <laughs> yes. So we are here talking about the energy forecast in the astrological realm of 2023. Y- you tell me, has there been an uptick in people interested in astrology since 2020, like COVID and this like awakening? Yes, pretty much so. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I, I, you know, not a lot of people can say that, but I started my weekly forecast in, I remember it to this day. It was before COVID, you know, we can say yeah. that. Um, in, but I started it in 2020 in January when I was in the States. A friend just mm-hmm. recommended it to me. She was like, why don't you do like a weekly thing? And I'm like, oh, so many people do that already, right? Um, But she said, you know, you will do it in your own way and it will probably be really cool. So just give it a try. And I'm like, okay, why not? Nice invitation. And so I started it. And honestly, I did like looking back in hindsight, it was right before COVID started. And ever since I'm guiding people weekly through this entire shift. And it's almost like that was a divine intervention making me start with those forecasts. and. Ever since I've definitely witnessed a lot more people being interested in the energies, I'm obviously not the only one talking about them anyways, but I do it from the perspective of of astrology, which helps me to stay sane, but also helps other people. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has been a really rough and bumpy road. And I myself have, you know, gotten more into it, like through you and your podcast. And then I have literally, I have uh, every week I have four 
yeah, I think I have four podcasts, maybe five. Actually, no, I have five now of like listening to just the astrology. Because I think yeah. every single person brings you something of a, a, a unique perspective on how they look at it. And then you can ingest it as you're listening and be like, this is how I really resonate with it. This is how I feel like it's going to apply to my life this week. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's just the most amazing tool ever. It's the language of the universe. And, you know, these energies, the way I see astrology, I say that all the time, it's coded in our DNA. And when we see it from that perspective, we understand why the transits activate us literally on a cellular level where some days we just feel physically wiped out. Like today we were just talking about that, mm -hmm. but why it's also affecting everyone. And then obviously still everyone has an own in their own individual experience and life situation. But still, like the physical sensations, for example, it's something that we can all all of a sudden relate to, right? And it's it it unites us, and at the same time, also gives us so, a guidance, so to speak, or lets us know what is happening and why we feel this way. But then also, of course, if you understand the cycles and you can research the cycles of the past, you can also get a glimpse of what is likely to happen. So you cannot prepare fully for what's going to happen it's always yeah. you know there's there are always variety uh, variations of that but at least it gives us some idea it gives us some say. themes like of what to emotionally yeah. expect yeah, it can be this 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 <laughs> and this and then it depends yeah. on you know the, the collective and how everyone is yeah set up yeah well i think it it helps the mind be more curious about life versus being like, oh, this happened to me. This sucks. You know, it's like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Why is what is this activating versus why is this happening to me? Like, I yeah. love that shift in perspective yeah. once you discover the tool. So, uh, perfect. So yeah, I would say we start with that, which is already kind of like starting now. You yeah. know, we can we can talk about or take into context with uh, what we experience right now, which is eclipse season. Mm -hmm. And this eclipse season is just intense for many reasons because literally days before the eclipse Saturn stations to change direction, which is in itself mm -hmm. a huge shift. But not only that, hours before Saturn stations, we have the Venus star point and Venus rises from the underworld um, up until, yeah, Venus star point. Is she retrograding still or she's forward now? She's not retrograde, uh, retrograding this year. She okay. was retrograde last year right, um, okay. and will retrograde, I mean, next year, I'm pretty sure. Yes, next year. What does that year. mean she came from the underworld? Does that mean she's exiting Pluto? I mean, exiting um, Scorpio? No. So what we have, what a Venus star point basically is, so everyone can understand, it has not too much to do with the retrogrades. It's more so that Venus is conjunct the sun. And that's what we call a Venus star point. And when she is conjunct the sun, she's hidden for a while. And then it depends if she rises or she's, been, she's visible after that conjunction. Uh, so Venus and sun are together. 
And after that togetherness, she's visible again, like when she moves past the sun. And so there are two options for her to become visible as a morning or evening star. Um, Ariella Goodman has amazing work on the Venus star point and everyone can also research their own um, natal Venus star point because it's mm -hmm. different to the natal Venus placement. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, but Venus is obviously the ruler of our destiny of the North Node in Taurus, which is why mm -hmm. her movements are definitely significant and it's also interesting to notice that she's the she's the only planet that is actually not retrograde in the whole seven planets were retrograde uh, just like in september right. um situation so the ruler of our destiny was not retrograde because she had her phase of being retrograde last year and so still it affects us on a deep level when venus is not visible and hidden behind the sun and that was in libra or it will be in libra and she will make that conjunction and rise from the underworld as an evening star again only a few hours before saturn changes his direction and also is ready to move forward again mm. and, and which date around about is this yes so the venus star point is the 22nd of october and saturn stations on the 23rd and the trinity of events around that time is that the eclipse is on the 25th. Mm. So we can see that it's a Saturday, Sunday, and then the eclipse on Tuesday. So it will definitely be an intense weekend, which is already next week. Um, we, we record on the 12th of October, so already mm -hmm. next week, kind of. And yeah. that, I mean, we already are in the effects of eclipse season because I always say, eclipse obviously there's the date of the eclipse but you can feel the energies before right just up. as like mm -hmm. when a planet changes his direction usually the stationing days so the few days leading up to it but then also after the direction has changed are very intense for us because it's a change of vibration and and yeah energetics frequency right and movement in the sky and Saturn retrograde is very special because whenever Saturn is retrograde, it's like the veil of structure is out of place for a second. So because usually Saturn rules the structures, right, of the world and Capricorn and like the rules and the laws and the restrictions and all of that. So when Saturn is retrograde or out of his element, the structures are not in place anymore, or more so, we are able to see beyond the structures. So it's like the veil has been lifted, and all of a sudden we see behind the curtain, and we are like, "Oh my gosh, that's going on! We need to, we need to definitely change some things here, right?" And so we, we revisit the system exactly. Yeah. We revisit yeah, the yeah. system, we revisit the structures, and that have we have been doing that since June, and that reflective period comes now to an end where we realize okay we now know all the things that we need to change can we make the changes now and a lot of people will be very aware of the structures that they have not seen before maybe the limitations they may have not seen before the tricky thing about it is that again it's eclipse season where 
necessarily you don't really want to do too much because the universe just catapults you into destiny so the taking action part is hard for us especially with mars and gemini where we have multiple options and feel a little bit like oh my fucking gosh like which one do i take which road let's keep like, talking about this let's keep thinking about this right? yes left <laughs> right left right and the tricky thing on top of that is that Mars will also be retrograde the end of October. Mm. And that will feel it's in Gemini. Mars retrograde in Gemini. I don't want the listeners to freak out now when I say this, but it will feel like the worst Mercury retrograde you've ever experienced. Gemini, right? Yeah. Mars. Mars is taking action. Gemini is communication as well mm -hmm. short distance travel your friends people um you name it you know all the things communication the mind and mars wants to take action but it's like retrograde for mars is like i'm the planet for taking action and when i'm retrograde i'm basically i don't have anything to like I, there's nothing for me to do the hands are tied like mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's so opposite my nature to go backwards when I'm the planet that moves everything forward, mm -hmm. right? Mm. So Mars is fucking frustrated. Yeah. We will be frustrated. Um, especially after that Saturn retrograde period where we're like, oh, now we know what to change, but actually we can not take action. Uh, okay. When does this retrograde end for Mars? Uh, Mars retrograde must end... Um, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, that, that's another cosmic poetry thing I, I always like to say mm -hmm. when things align in synchronicities because Mars retrograde literally ends January 12th. Oh, yeah. Why do I say that's cosmic poetry? For those of you who follow astrology, January 12th, 2020 was the Saturn Pluto conjunction. Mm. So it's the third anniversary of the January Pluto conjunction that Mars will then change direction. Mm -hmm. which also means that the sun on that day will be at the exact same point, the Saturn Pluto contraction. On January 12th. Yes. Wow. So that's going to be a lucky day for us. <laughs> or I don't know, however we want to say it. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Very revealing. What I can say, though, is that there won't be too much clarity and like, yeah, too much clarity until January. Hmm. because and that's the that's the thing where i always like to bring obviously the why is this happening right for us like why um aspect into play because it's not against us it's for us at the end of the day because we need to sit and really think about how we want to move forward yeah and so it's good that we have that time to reflect yeah. over the winter Divine timing is always on our side. We won't miss out on anything. But we really have to give ourselves that time to reflect and think and see, okay, this is an option, this is an option. And maybe both options are not the end-all, be-all. Maybe I'm just going to sit for a while and observe what's happening, and then I take action. And I have the clarity. Mm -hmm. No one can push you. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can't just jump out into something like a big life change or whatever big decision until you've sat with it, sat through it. So this is actually a perfect kind of 
boiling pot to help you think through it. And I would actually also invite people to take this period in a very Gemini way, a little bit lighthearted, and try different options out, actually. Mm. Be like, okay, this is an experimental time, right? To, for me to try this route, maybe it doesn't work, then this route, maybe it doesn't work. And in January or, you know, starting 2023, I'm going to stop experimenting too much and I'm just going to go with what I feel feels best then. But for now, I can actually just give it as basically like a test round, a trial. Yeah, absolutely. Life is not like make or break. We have lots of opportunities to try something and go on a different path, pivot, try something else. So about the eclipse, back to the eclipse, because this is the season, we have more of these. What does that do on the 24th, the eclipse? On the 25th, we have a new moon eclipse. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a new moon eclipse in Scorpio which means that the sun and the moon are together with the south node in Scorpio, very early Scorpio. It must be like around two degrees. And on top of that, we also have Venus and Mercury lingering around. So that's going to be a very powerful one. And it's basically a new start after clearing all of the karma and garbage from the south node. So Mm. I think... I feel that there will be also a lot of like soul connections, um, connection to your own soul as well, but definitely a new start in relationships and the group and people around you. Mm. Which is perfect for the holiday season because all of us empaths, we we don't always want to continue the toxic traditions or maybe you want to do something different around the holidays with without the toxic family with a new soul group yes like friendsgiving versus family soul family yes yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah definitely the holidays i've said it before with the mars retrograde around that time it's uh, it's not the best time to cling to traditions and we've always done this and you have to make it work and we have to travel to the family and we have to basically neglect all of our needs just because the traditions and we've always done that. I mm-hmm. would advise people to really follow their heart and what their body and mind and soul is telling them would be the best. Like really get in tune with your intuition. Again, it's Mars retrograde around that time, which feels like a giant Mercury retrograde. Is it good to travel around that time? I'm not too sure. So, yeah. Stay, on top stay of close that, to home. you know, mm-hmm. there is a period between December 29th to January 12th, as I just mentioned, where we not just have Mars retrograde. Again, I'm going to amplify on that again. Mars retrograde in Gemini will feel like a giant Mercury retrograde. What is happening on December 29th? Mercury will be retrograde in Capricorn. So we have basically two Mercury retrogrades at the same time. So just during a Mercury retrograde, so that we don't feel like we're fearing anything, I love to think about it like as uh, pause. I've, yeah, like a pause, like reevaluate things, like take time to clear out yeah. stuff. 
Exactly. I love Mercury retrogrades. I'm born with a Mercury retrograde. Me too. So for me, I also kind of know that it won't affect me as much as other people because by nature, I'm someone who loves to just sit and reflect on things and not absorb too much from the outside world. Mm -hmm. But I know that people have a hard time with that. Or, you know, when devices and stuff shut off, then I'm just like, okay, invitation to take rest. Yeah. You know? I always take that as a sign. It's like, okay, I got it. I'm just going to stop yeah. working and pushing and I'm just going to go back out in exactly. nature and go take a walk. Yeah. So then that happens in, what else happens in January after that shift, after Mercury and the Mars retrograde? So Mercury retrograde in January ends on January 18. Mm -hmm. So to recap, we have Mars retrograding on the 12th mm -hmm. and Mercury retrograding and Mercury retrograde ends on the 18th, mm -hmm. which is also a very intense day because on the 18th, we have Pluto in Capricorn conjunct the sun. So mm. Pluto conjunct the sun will be a powerful day. Anyways, Pluto is always powerful. Um, at 28 degrees of Capricorn, which is definitely boosting and amplifying the natal Pluto of the United States mm. with their Pluto return. So definitely keep an eye on that. And then we have on January 22nd, Uranus retrograde at 14 degrees of Taurus. And that is amplifying and highlighting another eclipse point that we had now in November. So because the, the second yeah mm -hmm. the, the second eclipse on November 8th will be around those degree points. Interesting. And on that day, so January I'm not even done yet. On that day, January 22nd, <laughs> we also have Venus and Saturn conjunct at 24 degrees of Aquarius. Why do I say that? Just because it's interesting to observe the connection that or the dance that Venus and Saturn have together. Remember the Venus star point happened just minutes or hours before Saturn moved forward again, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have that day where Venus and Saturn are conjunct in Aquarius. So they definitely have to tell a story here. They are communicating. They have some stuff to do, which Venus is creation and Saturn is the structures of the world. And in Aquarius, it's the new world. Right. And it's the new structures. So it's, that's interesting. Ooh, that, that's, that seems really exciting. And so what happens when Pluto and the sun get together? What is it shining a light on? On Pluto and the underworld on what needs to be burned to the ground, transformed, and alchemized. So we have most all the line structures. So, mm -hmm. and that's happening after the Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, right? Mm -hmm. Where we reflect again on the structures and how we want to move forward and how we want to build new structures, how we want to set all of that in place. And that could also include technology, um, communication in general, how we receive information from the structures that we so believed in, right? Or the institutions, the patriarchy, however you want to say that, the system, 
-hmm. and how we actually take that in and absorb it and all of that, what needs to be changed. And if we see that in context with the United States Pluto return in the second house for the United States, which has so much to do also with money, finances, resources, um, and then the notes, right? Uranus and Taurus, all of that. So it will also be a huge story around resources, money. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Uranus is the rebel. So we've got the rebel mixed with the Aquarius is like the uh, community for all with the responsibility yeah. and structures with Saturn and Capricorn. And you've got the creation of something new with Venus. I mean, it seems really exciting more than scary to me, but I can see how it could, it could, things are going to shake up a bit. Yes. Hmm. Not going to slow down. We, I mean, we can already sense, right? I highlighted all, all of these events in October and then in December and January, it just starts with powerhouse alignments basically every week. February, I feel like we get a little bit of a break, mm -hmm. but that's also an illusion because it's also Aquarius season. So the sun will basically mm. illuminate all the Aquarian themes that we have been navigating the last few months and yeah years. And then we have March. And March is going to be March. March is <laughs> going to be... Everywhere. I don't even know where to start with March. Well, let's March is... Let's first backtrack to February, okay. Aquarius season, for those who don't know what that is. For me, how I interpret that is Aquarius season is like, you are unique. You're dancing to the beat of your own drum, but you also are inclusive and wanting everyone to be able to be free and dance to the beat of their own drum. And then in the middle of the month, you just sprinkle a little bit of Valentine's Day in. Yes. Which I always feel like it's so <laughs> out of place in Aquarius season. Yeah, why is that? In, this should be in Libra season. Yeah, well, I mean, Leo could even be or whatever, but Aquarius is like so, it's friendship, right? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily lovers, but hey, right. you know. <laughs> well, I don't think the astrologers decided that Valentine's Probably Day should not, be in, no. that, in that date, the official national holiday. Yeah, so we have this time where we can focus in on, I think it's a follow-up though to like January of like, how do we want our structures to really be reformed, right? If we're shifting as a collective from this patriarchy into more divine feminine balance, this is the transition time. This is the energy yeah. to transition it. So wh what do you want out of that in your own personal life? You know, are you done being held stuck, you know, by a very domineering person? Are you just wanting to have your own career and dance to the beat of your own drum. Like, just do it. Wear whatever you want, whatever color lipstick, all the things. Like, what color hair Absolutely. do you want? All those things to re really evaluate. Yeah. So I think it's an exciting time to shine a light on our uniqueness. And maybe that's also what we need for March. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so tell us about March then. What's happening in March? Uh, two major things. Mm -hmm. um, or like I want to say two major dates, even though I want to say three, mm -hmm. because first of all, March seventh, everyone needs to just mark in their calendar. Take it's a day like off. every everything <laughs> is on that day. Like okay. I, it's just like a day where everything happens. Mm -hmm. um, and the most important thing I guess about it is Saturn enters Pisces. 
Mm. So Saturn leaves Aquarius and enters Pisces, which will be a huge shift. Saturn and Pisces, it's it's almost like Mars retrograde, where Mars, since nature is to be forward movement, mm-hmm. and now we have Mars retrograde, where it's like you you do exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to do, and Saturn and Pisces is in a way just like that because Saturn is structure mm-hmm. and foundation, and Pisces is no boundaries. We dissolve it all because everything is one. The depth so, of the water. Uh-huh. Yes, and it's the universe. It's there is no structure. What do you mean? Mm, you know, expansiveness. And I think that's pr- maybe also what we need to realize that you know that structures are an illusion that we can set in place, but they are not na- natural actually. So that we can use them for us to work for us. The best example is time, an illusion, right? And we can use linear time so we are not overwhelmed by our experience every single day, right? But it's not our natural state, actually. And Saturn, the structures have, have been trying to tell us that that's actually natural, mm. but it's actually not. And so a lot of people will realize a lot of things. Um, I so guess Saturn, Saturn is like putting thing, everything in a box and Pisces yeah. is like, no, just flow and dance out in the wild and swim. And in the can't you ocean. see that the box is an illusion? Yes. Your, your box is self-made. It's invisible. Just yeah. step out of the box. Yes. Did, did you forget that you created a box in the first place? <laughs> what? <laughs> and so on the very same day, we also have a full moon in Virgo. Mm. Which could be interesting. Gosh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, so I can relate to being very... um. Detail-oriented, hypercritical. No, it should be. And everything has to be perfect, which Mm -hmm. again is the opposite of Pisces. Because Mm -hmm. yes, everything is perfect in the eyes of the divine. So, what's your measurement of perfect? Yeah. Who makes the rules? You know. And on the very same day, we also have Venus, Jupiter, and Chiron conjunct. Hmm. Wow. Which is That's an amplifier. Yeah. And Mars in Gemini, again, we are, here we have Mars, squares the full moon. Mm. So that will be another point where maybe we made a plan in February and we were so convinced and then the full moon comes and Saturn enters Pisces and all of a sudden we realize the illusion that we still were caught up in. And the act taking action piece is gonna be like squared and be like, <gasps> yeah, putting on the brakes. Like, wait, wait, there's like something dark and scary up up there. Stop. Especially because with that full moon, Pluto is literally finishing up his journey in Capricorn, and mm-hmm. we will never experience Pluto in Capricorn again. I mean, we still have Pluto in Capricorn for a while, but I'm saying that because he will enter Aquarius and then move back. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but he will, he's about to finish his entire destruction in Capricorn. So we are the fi- finale of all, seeing all the structures that need to be break, broken down, mm-hmm. breaking down. And with that full moon, with Saturn enters Pisces, Venus, Jupiter conjunct, Mars is squared. So that it, it's going to be a day where all of like everything that we thought still was like legit 
could still be a tower moment where we're like, oh my gosh, now I woke up to another illusion that I was not aware of. So it will be a shattering kind of day, I feel like. Yeah. Or An- energy time. Where yeah. we didn't want to peek behind the curtain, but we saw yeah. the Wizard of and Oz, which the man. Mm-hmm. We didn't even, we, we thought we cleaned the curtain, right? <laughs> and then Full Moon and Virgo was like, that you, you, you missed that tiny little curtain behind the curtain and behind this curtain. <laughs> and there's still more to clean. There's a little bit of dust left and we're going to clear it all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's encouraging. I, but I'm a Virgo, so I like to clear it all. <laughs> I have Venus and Jupiter in Virgo, so same here. And uh, Venus, Jupiter, Chiron. So to me, that's creativity, expansion, and childhood wounds or soul wounds, all of those together. Like, how do you see that day unfolding? I see that lineup actually as what saves our ass during that time if we use it for us. Mm-hmm. Because Aries is the, the fire, the courage to trust our own instincts, right? To understand, okay, at the end of the day, I have to just stick to the only ultimate truth, which is I'm a child of the universe. And I came here with a unique assignment. I have to blend the world out and just follow that, which is also in a way Saturn and Pisces, I feel like will be taking responsibility for the divine nature and the divine soul contract that you have mm-hmm. that is unique to anything, mm-hmm. not comparable. And so. I do feel it's going to be us having to just take responsibility for the spirit that we are. And, you know, the spirit that you are is, again, no boundaries, no, there's boundless, like no limitations. It's not boxable, not, there's no label on it just because you are born into a family or come from a specific origin, whatever country, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, you have to go to the ultimate truth, which is the truth that you have in your heart and the soul contract and assignment you have at source. Mm-hmm. And that can be a wake-up call where we're like, okay, there's another illusion, another illusion. I can never rely on what's out there. I can only rely on the communication and you know wisdom that I have in spirit in me. And that means I have to take responsibility for it now. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, to be honest. Yeah. That's really going to be amazing. <clears throat> what was the second thing happening in March? The, I, I want to say it's three things that are major. The second okay. one is something that we have every single year, but it's still major from the point of astrology. It is the Aries point, right? Which is when Aries season starts around the 21st or 20th, depending on the movement of the sun, mm-hmm. which means that it's the astrological new year yeah. for us, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that's going to be always important. It's Aries season, illuminates our instinctual nature, our courage. So Aries season usually feels very powerful and fireful. And only two days in, so to speak, we have probably the biggest event of the year which is pluto enters aquarius right that's on a march 23rd okay and even me saying that i want to pause and take a moment of for that because it's soul shifts vibration 
And uh, many people obviously talk about the age of Aquarius and what that it actually is. Mm -hmm. And it's not like when Pluto enters Aquarius, it's not when Saturn enters Aquarius, it's obviously a slow transition. But I do feel that Pluto moving into Aquarius, it's going to be a complete flip of vibration. I can totally see that. Yeah, because in As Pluto a, being in Capricorn, it's like work, 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 climb, climb, climb. Like pretty much everything that you've worked for in all the systems, like erase, erase all of that. Like go back down the mountain, go, go, go. Like, and then in Aquarius, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like all I can think of is like the, col the group, the community. Am I correct? Like Pluto now is going to address what we are as a community versus what we are as a structure yes but what we have to see in context you know everyone was excited about saturn and aquarius and what did it bring to us mm. restriction from being free mm -hmm. restriction from being in the group when was that was that march 2020 mm, no yeah i i don't really remember which okay yeah basically when COVID, when the lockdown started that when lockdowns okay. yeah so mm -hmm. when Pluto ended Capricorn, we saw a financial crash and like a lot of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And the beginning, I want to say, won't be sunshine, roses, and unicorns because what is Pluto's job? Pluto's job is to set fire make to everything, every, <laughs> set fire to everything that is not. I want to say soul aligned yeah. in those areas. So what is not soul aligned for our future? What is not soul mm. aligned in the community? What is not soul aligned in our freedom to express ourselves and our uniqueness? And so basically when Pluto enters Aquarius, he comes with a huge notepad and takes notes and like, oh, that's not soul aligned. Oh, that's not soul aligned. Oh, let me see what there's more that is not soul aligned. And so let me throw that into people's faces or just basically remove it because we need to free them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying it, it's not going to, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be awful, but it's going to be still a shock for people. Yeah. Well, it's like more work, right? Or it's like that... Um shadow work you know we talk about in our own personal mm -hmm. lives pluto's like shadow work so now we're shadow working in our communities so mm -hmm. yeah it's not fun but it is good it's essential necessary essential yeah. and it will liberate us it will free us you know at the end of the day we have to see with both saturn and pluto i know everyone is like uh but it and even uranus it's it's freedom for the soul though yeah it is but you have to do, put in the work and you have to surrender to what Pluto wants you to do. In a way, he's helping you. He's just doing the work that you try to avoid for years, you know, mm -hmm. for the collective. Right. Yeah. So, that, so, so, yeah, we will see that. And I'm excited to see what that actually means. Um, and then I think the next major thing that I would like to highlight is that Jupiter enters Taurus, which I think could be a important vibrational shift as well and that's going to be mid-may yeah mid-may May. um just because it will amplify everything around finances and values and yeah 
-hmm. and seeing that in contracts with Pluto entering Aquarius and already taking notes. And so I definitely see that there's a connection, you know, the soul being more aware of, okay, that still needs to be changed, right? And then Jupiter amplifying, okay, maybe we also need to address again, like the whole topic of finances, resources, what values we want to have for the new world, right? In order to be more free. Mm, the earth possibly too. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely the earth as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe more expensive ideas about how to fix some of the earth fi- financial systems and food structures, all those things. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. That's good. That'll be really good. That brings us to May. And then the next thing I would really like to talk about is in July, Mm -hmm. that the nodes are actually also shifting vibration. Mm. So we will have the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. And and that's going to be from July for the upcoming 18 months and I'm I mean I have mixed feelings about it but I do feel the courage that will arise in everyone Mm -hmm. and I pray that it will win over the risk that also comes with the Aries energy which we always have to address the elephant in the room Aries relates to war Mm -hmm. yes yes and fighting and people will, with the South on the Libra, will have to let go of a lot of relationships, people, a lot of um, that, and really step into their own sovereignty, their own independence, their own instincts. Again, it's a build-up from what I talked about earlier already with that full moon in, uh, when Saturn entered Pisces and stuff. So it's just like a year, I feel like, next year. Where we, there's just, if you are not connected to your spirit and to your soul contract and to your own truth and resonance and intuition, it's gonna, again, Saturn and Pisces, there's no, like you're floating in nothingness. Yeah. There won't be any grip for you. Yeah, that is a really good point. So in the 3D world or like this world of just what we know of now, it can be really tumultuous and scary but it really isn't like if you have that perspective like you're connected to your soul you understand you're doing your healing then you're like this is amazing like you're applauding you're like yep we're going forward we're doing great like keep on cleaning keep on burning keep on donating all this junk in your closet keep pulling it out it's like you know those people will be like thank god i'm in the water and can swim because i need to cleanse myself on a second second to second basis Gosh, yeah. thank God for the water. Yes. Yeah. Way more rituals happening. I'm sure I'm going to be doing a lot more. Yes. A lot more rituals. <laughs> Continuing to cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. It's also interesting to notice that, I mean, we have the mean and the true notes, right? And the true notes um, enter Aries and Libra on July 18th, which is at the same t- day also a new moon in Cancer. And mm-hmm. Mars is at four degrees of Virgo on that day too. Why do I highlight that? Because it's uh, the degree point that we had with the new moon in Virgo in August, which I know was really challenging for a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. So just gonna, yeah. that can bring up some topics from last August. Yeah. 
Yeah, so don't load your calendar up on that day either, <laughs> July 18th. Yes, but especially five days later, and again, whenever we talk about retrogrades, it's the stationing days before already. Um, and so during that time, we will already sense that Venus slows down because then we have a, finally a Venus retrograde. And that Venus retrograde will be in Leo. Mm. Ooh, I'm like personally thinking, what does that mean for my Leo in uh, Venus in Leo? She, what degree do you have? Um, I have to pull up my chart. Want me to pull it? It's probably gonna come because Venus starts at 28 degrees somewhere of Leo in the and, middle. Yeah, she will probably go over. And Chiron at the same day also stations retrograde. So we have two planets changing vibration on the 23rd of July. Um, Chiron in Aries and Venus in Leo. So uh, two fire signs as well. Mm. Right. So yeah, how does that, can we relate that to the listeners' personal lives? Yeah, I feel like, again, Venus, I mean, both, it's interesting how that plays together, actually, because Venus in Leo, that retrograde cycle is very much about us reflecting on how we use the creative power that we got from the universe to play our own character here, our own avatar, Mm -hmm. our own story, right? Mm -hmm. How do we use that? Again, it connects to what I said. Like, if you are not connected to your soul contract, I don't know. Like, there's no way you, you, you know. And then Chiron and Aries, again, same topic in a way. Aries is the first child, the first fire sign, the first initial spark, the instinctual nature that we have. And where do we get the instincts from, from source, from the universe? The first breath that we take, why do we even take the first breath? Like, what's even the point, right? Mm-hmm. And so Chiron in Aries is like, okay, what, what wounds am I here to heal? What, why did I even come, right? Where did I give my power away? Oh, Right, mm-hmm. and so I feel like it, it. It's kind of connected, almost. Yeah. Wow, like awakening. Like this is where I gave my power away, which mm-hmm. is therefore taking away the energy of me actually living as my soul in this avatar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be powerful too. Just that extra clarity of like, this is what I need to do moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. And the, just to clarify also back at the nodes, the north node and the south node are points in the, the measurement somewhere around the, the nodal points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so they, they always show us what is the destiny of the collective right now, the mm-hmm. transiting north node. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we have to let go of, which you had mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People pleasing too, don't you think, in Libra, like letting go of relationships that don't serve us, but also people pleasing? It's going to be the perfect 18 months for your podcast. It is. <laughs> Let's so get it up much. to a million that, that month. <laughs> yes. It's going to be okay. Oh, fuck. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel like even the South Node in Scorpio is a very, very good for understanding and people waking up. So many conversations around narcissism and empaths and oh my gosh, I'm people pleasing here and there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all coming to surface. That that must be it, right? So many people are like, is there some type of like narcissist awareness awakening happening right now? I'm like, well, yes. The South Node in Scorpio it is. is. It is the South Node in Scorpio. That's why. And that's why it has really ramped up the last 18 months. Yeah, I mean, Scorpio also relates to psychology, right? And understanding mm -hmm. the psychological dynamics and analyzing. And so that's probably also why we gave it a label in a way, right? Yeah. Um, the energetic dy dynamics that are happening. Yeah. Because it's such a tiny little, like, literally a chapter, you know, section in the DSM out of all the other things. Um, and it is a, a part of emotional abuse. But yeah, it's like, take mm -hmm. that tiny chapter and let's, let's put a magnifying glass on it. Let's label it yes. and pull it out. <laughs> because it's an issue. I mean, <laughs> it's a real issue. And I mean, it is an issue. It's more so, I want to say, a pandemic because if we see it, for what it really is yes of course we can talk about the relationship dynamics or you know the family we grew up in um maybe the relationship we have with our parents or with a lover where the con con which is basically a con continuation of the relationship we have with parents right always then brought into relationships but what people most of the time don't see is that we are in an empath narcissist relationship with the structures of the world <laughs> so yeah. you are basically people pleasing the system yeah Absolutely. and the narcissist is basically you know the, the system just just wants to feed out off of you mm -hmm. absolutely and there's there's little areas where it's trying to help but it just it's so big and there's such a it tells you a story to to make it seem less harmful, right? It, oh, and, yeah. and, and then also it gaslights you all the time. I mean, especially the last few years. So it's a classic, you know, instead of blaming your father, mother, lover, yeah. just try to see the system or the structures of the world through that lens and you will wake up on a whole new level. And like, oh, I thought I overcame narcissism and then here I am still married to my corporate job and didn't even see it was abusing me yes yes absolutely corporate jobs politics and that's why a lot of people are like keep the politics out of your podcast but i think i'm at that level where i'm like well i see it everywhere so i'm not really trying to talk about politics i'm just bringing up another example in society yes yeah so maybe during this uh, north and south node time they'll, they'll be a little bit more open and awakened to to see how it is insidious in our structure so we can dismantle that and change the structure to be more community and less narcissistic. Yeah, I mean, I want to say, you know, if, if you notice in you that you are an empath or that you are, have been in narcissistic relationships, it does usually that pattern inside of your psyche doesn't just end with relationships it's just an example but again then ask yourself how do i relate to the system how do i relate to my health how do i relate to food how do i relate to anything it's a pattern in your psyche so you can't expect that pattern to just be with oliver that you met that summer mm -hmm. it's probably everywhere it's not even oliver's to blame yeah I just met a narcissist and was a victim of one narcissist. No, I can assure you it's a pattern that is inside of you. That's why you attracted him. 
mm-hmm. or the universe sent him to you so you at least start waking up to the pattern but then it, the work actually starts yes we can let go of oliver but hey continue the work and don't think that you overcome narcissism just because you said bye to oliver exactly that was just the waking up point mm-hmm. <laughs> then you've got the whole first domino oh onion. yeah there yeah. we go domino yes domino the onion whatever you want to call it yes yeah absolutely well this is all we're going to give the audience because it's just so much it's so much energy to take in and to comprehend this is a tool it is not to scare you and be like oh my gosh it's gonna be horrible this is this is exciting for our souls right now to work and to continue to connect to your higher self and to bring love and light into the world and the structures of the world, your jobs, your relationships. Is there any closing comments you want to share with um, the listeners before we say goodbye? Yeah, I want to just to put a disclaimer out there. I feel like I delivered it in a very Capricorn moon way, (laughs) but I think it's, always good to have a grounded perspective and to not make it like, oh, everything is going to be amazing once Pluto enters Aquarius and we will be free. Um, But then also understanding that it's all up to us, you know, that the thing that saves us in our asses, I keep screaming it from the rooftop, is the connection that you have with spirit. And then you will be flying next next year. It will be amazing because you're like, finally, soul families, finally, people get me. Finally, we get the opportunity to see all of that crumble. I've been trying to tell people for years and now finally they don't see or label me as a conspiracy person anymore, you know? So it can be amazing. Um, And then also, of course, there are so many people out there that offer energetic support that help you and including obviously your podcast. I have a podcast. I mentioned I have the weekly forecast. So there's so much guidance and support that we get at the same time. Yeah. So I truly believe it's an amazing time to be alive and to witness the intense shifts on this planet. It's, it's, it's a gift. It truly is. That's why we all decided to say, hey, I want to be part of it. Let me go down to Earth when, when all of this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. And you activate souls with human design charts as well. Yes, I do astrology, human design, and DNA activation um, mm-hmm. sessions. Perfect. I think that's perfect timing as well. I think you're going to be very busy. So make sure that you get your activation book with her before she gets infiltrated with everyone not knowing what's going on, but they feel this intense like desire to connect yeah. with their soul. Yeah. Yeah. Usually people sense it very much when also personal planets are activated and triggered in the chart. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend, you know, if you have birthday around the, the dates that I mentioned, I mean, for sure, please mm. book a session because it's definitely going to work with you. Yeah. But then also just in general, whenever you feel the pull or the call, there's probably something that you need to hear. That's why you feel that. And uh, I would love to deliver and guide. Perfect. Beautiful. And make sure that you follow her on Instagram and myself. Uh, take a screenshot of this and share it to your stories tag us we would love to connect with you tell us again your handle it's magic kathy official with underscores okay so, so in between each word is underscore kathy. okay yes yeah and, and make sure you Kate. find that one but i'll tag it in the notes because a lot of people like okay. to impersonate you <laughs> yeah i know there are a lot but that's i mean i i thought you know when i have official on my name but even that doesn't help. And as long as Instagram is not verifying, I'm sorry. 
None of us will ever DM you. Hey, you want to chart? Like, that's why we have a podcast. If you want it, you reach out to us. We'll wait for you. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, gosh, this has been so amazing. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I am ready. We'll stay grounded. We will stay connected to our souls throughout the rest of the holidays, through the beginning of the new year. And we will offer the rest of the energy of the year in a masterclass. I would love that masterclass slash how to integrate and digest what the fuck just happened the first half of 2023. Exactly. <laughs> Let's revisit here. Shall we? Group therapy. Yeah. We're going to create a masterclass to allow you to be able to integrate this information that you just heard, replay it, and then get the later part of the year's forecast. So we're going to have a few different exercises, spiritual exercises for you to be able to practice so that it just gives you support and it gives you guidance and tools to be able to handle all of this energy that will be coming in the beginning of 2023. We will be releasing this masterclass the first week of November. So it is perfect timing to support you through the holidays as well as through the beginning of the year to give you these practices and support. Click the link in the show notes so that you can receive this masterclass directly to your inbox when it is ready and available to purchase. We look forward to helping you and supporting you in these beautiful and transformative times. Thank you.